What's going on, everybody? It's after game day. I'm your host, Hunter. And this is your boy, Tick. And um, we had a few life interruptions uh, last week, but we're back. Um, wasn't a lot to talk about last week, anyways. Um, this week's kind of been, I mean, today's trade deadline, so we're going to go into quite a bit of those. Um, well, just the major ones. I mean, there were some small small ones that and they might make impacts for that team, but there were some like big blockbuster trades that we're going to talk about. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about a few other things, but mainly today we're going to be, we're going to be hitting on all those, uh, trades from the deadline. So, um, I guess we can just hop into really, let's just get the, the big one out of the way. Cause it's probably going to take the longest. Um, and that's a uh, Chase Claypool too. Wait, 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 let me let me go down the line. Let me go down the line first. So, twelve players traded today, and and this is the most players traded in the last thirty years, right? So, uh, Bradley Chubb was traded. Chase Claypool was traded. T.J. Hawkinson, Calvin Ridley, Chase Edmonds, Jeff Wilson Jr., Naheem Hines, Zach Moss, Jacob Martin, Rashad Fenton. Dean, uh, Dean Marlowe and William Jackson, the third. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a big day for, for trading. Um, I know personally I was, uh, I was hoping the Patriots would have made a move, but I was keeping up with the, uh, the deadlines and, um, would see them come across Twitter as they were pretty much happening. And I mean, it was just wild. I mean, I would say before, because I know you want to hop in the Chase Claypool one. That's still wild to me. I'm still in shock. But honestly, looking at this, I mean, uh, the Jaguars obviously won their trade, uh, acquiring Calvin Ridley from the Falcons. Right, uh, Bradley Chubb was going to be a huge boost to the Dolphins' defense. Dolphins' defense been kind of, kind of shaky a little bit, if you ask me. So having that, um. I don't know why they listed him as a linebacker. He's he's clearly a defensive end. That that pass rush is going to be crazy. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson is still wild to me. I don't I don't understand what the Lions are doing. I mean, I know exactly what the Lions are doing, but I don't know why they're doing it. It's like they um, always reset their their uh, rebuild process. I I think it's. I mean. I don't really know if they were ever in a rebuild. Like, it doesn't seem like they ever add anybody significant to help them. Like, uh, they got Jamal Williams, who's been playing pretty well. Um, but, like, as far as, like, talent-wise, it's like, they, I, to me, even if you're in a rebuild, like, at, at some point, like, they traded their their quarterback for another quarterback. So it's like, okay, they, they obviously thought that maybe it was just change of scenery. They needed a change of scenery and let Stafford go. So at that point to me in the off season, you should have been loading up on defense, loading up on offense and making things happen to plus they, they, they always have, a top 10 pick and it's just like 
where is the talent at then? Like, like it might be less of them uh, getting out of their rebuild, but like they just and maybe just player development. Like I don't, I can't remember somebody that came like to the Lions and then was like some big name player besides, you know, you got Jamal Williams now. Hawkinson is, you know, I mean, he's a pretty, pretty good tight end. Um, but like, I mean, at this point you might as well just say there's nobody that's ever been happy coming out of the Lions since Barry Sam, <laughs> uh, Barry Sanders. Right. I mean, even, even like, uh, Megatron was like, if like he was used in like productive and like, great but like imagine if he was you know on like a championship caliber team like his numbers could have been crazier like well maybe not crazier because i mean he was kind of their only option so that's partially why but like man i don't know at this point just sell the team the 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 lions if if the nfl were water brands Obviously, you have your Fijis, you have your Dasanis. The Lions isn't even Dasanis. They're not even the uh, the the Aquafina, bro. They're dead Flint, Michigan water. Like if Flint, Michigan, no, that's wild. Put watered it in a water bottle and sold it. That's the Detroit Lions, bro. It's I can't, man. I can't. Every year, this it's always a, a rebuild, rebrand. New change coach, the name. Change, new, change new the name coach. from the from the Detroit Lions to the Flint Water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Look, I don't. At this point, it's it's almost wild that they still have a team. If St. Yeah. Louis, if St. Louis lost their team and Detroit get to keep theirs, I <laughs> I don't know what reality we live in, but yeah, we should have chosen another one. I mean, I one. think. I think though, St. Louis lost their team because it's St. Louis. Like they're not watching, they're not watching football in St. Louis. <laughs> I don't think so. They just got an XFL team. Yeah, but I think you're probably gonna find a little bit more hockey fans there. Um, and whereas, like in D- in Detroit, I mean, it's just a major city. Like you're not gonna find much else. So like, it you can uh you can kind of get away with having a you know you got the hockey team they got a hockey I mean they have a hockey team I think and they got the NFL team and oh, so it's like they seem they seem decided about having an XFL team ever since they finalized that deal leaving uh I think it was the LA owner. Somewhere down the line, 30 years, he's going to get $100 million back in a, a $4 billion deal moving from St. Louis to L.A. I don't know, something weird like that. But, yeah, yeah. just throw the whole team away, Michigan. Y'all, y'all, got, y'all got Big Blue. Y'all got the Spartans. Just stay with – be like Alabama. Just just <laughs> stay with college, man. Don't stop being sad. I'm tired of seeing paper bags as mascots. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> just, just come on, man. Players oh, man. throwing their careers away. Like, come on. Uh, I did want to hit on your comment about the Jags winning their trade. I mean, that one's kind of 
I'm so so on that trade because when I saw it, I was like, oh, like Calvin Ridley. And I'm not gonna lie, I forgot he was suspended. <laughs> then I was like, <laughs> then somebody, and then I, I was looking because it was just like a, it just came across Twitter. I was, I was at work, so I didn't really get to like look into it. It was like Calvin Ridley. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that, that, I, I mean, I know who he is, but I just forgot he's suspended. And then I was reading him later, and it's like he is suspended, and and I was like, dang, that's uh, that's wild because that means they're putting a lot of eggs into the basket. That one, he's gonna come off of a year where he's been sitting out and be productive, um, because he can't he can't participate in any team activities like so he can't go and Wait, still? you know start learning he can't start learning the playbook and you know things like that um so he's basically it's basically like he's gonna get traded in the off season wait so how long how long is he suspended to the entire season oh this entire season oh, okay my bad my bad i thought yeah. it was like a um a couple game thing that's no okay that's because that's what everybody was like going crazy about. Because it's like Watson and Deshaun Watson literally has all those cases against him. You got people that have like beat up girlfriends that didn't get as long. Like, and this man was betting on games and got an entire season. So I mean, something about integrity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I think it, that one's like I'm fifty fifty on it. Because I mean, yeah, Calvin really was a, a baller and. Um, it's just gonna depend on Trevor, uh, Trevor's growth, and um, really just kind of how the Jags can trend up. I mean, people were hyping them up early on in the season, but I really haven't seen much from them since they lost. Um, what was it, to the Eagles. Uh... Was, uh because I remember saying, okay, people are saying that this is the team to beat. Like, maybe this could be the Eagles test. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they that got the thumped. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see how things go. I mean, the Jags are kind of one of those teams where it's like, I mean, I remember when they had, like, the scariest defense. When the Patriots would play them, I was like, man, I don't know about this game. And then, like, all of a sudden that just fell apart. And they were bottom of the barrel. And then, I mean, we've seen what's gone on from <laughs> since with now all the... Now they just look uh, lost altogether. Yeah, I mean... So, it's it's one of those things where it could just be another situation where it's like the... Uh, just like how the Falcons were. I mean, yeah, you had Calvin Ridley, but he never really... He never really gave a spark to the team like I think maybe they expected. Because, I mean, you had Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Yeah. And you would have thought that offense would have been, like, dominant and putting up 50 on you. And it just never did. Yeah, there was a point in time, you know, uh, he he definitely wasn't producing by himself. But... There was a point in time, you know, Calvin Ridley. Oh, no, no, Julio. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he wasn't a, like a, a 
an X factor. I'm just saying, like, in the sense of, like, uh, you know, being being a dominant, like, okay, we you really gotta you really gotta worry about what Calvin Ridley's doing. And I guess not really even Cal not I'm not even really saying anything about Calvin Ridley. I just mean as a team in general, like because the Falcons like I said, a Falcons team as a whole, you would have thought when they brought like when they brought in Calvin, it was gonna create this spark. Because they had Julio Jones, who had always been this elite guy, but he never had help on the other side. So now you bring in Calvin Ridley, who, I mean, we saw what he could do. We saw his first season uh, where he was pretty pretty dominant. But it was just like the two of them together never really, like, made anything happen, I guess. So it's like we're kind of just hoping that this is something that turns the Jags around, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, there's always, you know, even when the Patriots took, got Randy Moss, there was no guarantee it was going to work out, but it's just like, this one's kind of like, he's, he's coming off a year off, which could bring a, a lot of motivation and like hype. Uh, but I mean, it could also see a setback on a young player. Like, because he's already a young player who is now missing a season and isn't getting that development. And so it's like I mean the league the league can can grow and change fast on you if you if you aren't uh you know in it like I think you see it in a lot of guys where the the I mean just look at previous like in the past you didn't really have teams putting up 50, but now it's like you've got multiple teams in the league putting up 50 on other teams consistently. Like, well, not so much this season, but like in the past, it was the the, the Chiefs, then it was the uh, the Bills, and it's kind of it's kind of evened out a little bit this year. But I mean, you kind of had that air raid. Offense, <clears throat> which is taking and, over the lead. Yeah, I mean, who? Speaking of air raid offenses taking over the lead, quick segue. Thoughts on uh the boy Naheem Hines? You think he starts over Singletary, or you think they do try to try to do like a one-two punch kind of how um Cowboys have Zeke and Pollard? You think they try to do a power back uh? Power back, speed back type of deal. Um, let me see real quick. What? Because I mean, technically, the Bills, the Bills kind of one up in this trade, uh, trade window too, or the trade deadline too. Picking up. I feel uh, like, I feel like, uh, Naeem Hines is more of a. He's gonna be like a, a. Like I'm sure he'll get some carries, but I feel like he's, he's kind of. A, gonna be more of a factor on like a play action and maybe getting him the ball as like a receiver because i feel like that's what he kind of did in i mean i know he he kind of broke out before jonathan taylor popped off like he broke out as a running back but i feel like he kind of switched into like a for me like a james white 
esque, uh, or even kind of like how Christian McCaffrey was this season with the uh, news of the Panthers, like pretty much just a receiver who could potentially take the balls or run the ball. So you had to like a, a play action back, right? Gotcha. Um, so I mean, I, I, I. I want to say that's kind of how he was with the Colts. And I think that's probably what the Bills are looking for. Because, I mean, he, he, there's no way he's taking Singletary's job. That man's been fairly consistent this season. See, but that's what um, brings up the question. Like, why I, I can't get my head around why the Bills. And it might be something that I don't see. But I don't see why the Bills would take um, uh, Naheem Hines to kind of fill up that running back position. I mean, depth and to take off the pressure from your number one guy. I mean, they don't have, like, if Singletary gets hurt, who who takes his place? Uh, James Cook was originally the guy. Right, but, I mean, Naeem Hines or James Cook? <laughs> I mean, so yeah, like true, he, but you would think that Na- uh, Naeem Hines was good enough to be a starter somewhere. Somebody needs but, to run a big. Oh, I mean, yeah, the... That's the truth, but I think Bills. I think Bills know they have to kind of win it this year. Um, if not next, so I think it's a good trade for them to kind of bring in that another piece where, like, if from from if from what I recall, Singletary is not really involved in that. Um. Uh, I guess he, I guess he kind of is a receiving back. He went four for forty-seven yeah. last week. Yeah, that's that's why I'm so confused. Mm. Singletary was was a play action type of running back because there was an air raid. They were air raid offense. I guess maybe it's just a just a depth thing then, and they'll probably they'll probably get him split split carries. But that's... I mean, I guess I guess Hines can't be mad at it either way. Because he was going to be on the bench either way. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was getting his reps over in Indy. And... But, I mean, Hines was getting his – but, like, for some reason, I feel like Hines wanted out of Indy because he was not the feature back. Like, he was at one point a feature back. And then Taylor kind of came in and was so dominant that it was like, yeah, sorry, buddy. Like, because – to. I remember when Hines, when Hines like came on and everybody was hyping up Hines, and then literally the next season, I start hearing them talk about Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. And I'm like, wait, what? What happened to the other dude that everybody was like going crazy over? And then everybody was like, oh, well, okay, now we got two elite running backs. And so I was like, hang on, now they have none. But uh, <clears throat> that's a different story. Um. Yeah, so and then, I, I don't know what happened with Naeem Hines because I felt like he was like I felt like because I thought I saw an, a report where he wanted out of Indy. I mean that would make sense. I would want to be on the bench of a team that's that has potential of winning the Super Bowl if I'm going to play on the bench at all or if I'm going to ride the bench at all. So I mean I'm not mad at that, but <clears throat> I think he also probably has. Uh... I think you also get more of a chance to play on a team where your offense can actually move the ball. 
yeah, I mean, and and I'm sure they're going to be looking to uh looking at him to hop in, get some touches here and there. Like he's not going to be completely yeah. left out. So I mean, it works. But I mean, if if you if your offense is taken, I'm trying to think of like what's a. I want to say I mean, like, it, 80, be like 80 something balance. snaps on offense maybe yeah. is normal for a game. So like if if your offense is taking 80 snaps and you're actually moving the ball, then I mean, the chances of him getting play time is a little bit higher because you don't want to run Singletary into the ground. Um, And so now you can bring in Hines to help kind of balance that out. So he's probably going to get a little bit more play time on a team that can actually move the ball. Yeah, it'd be more well, like an indie. It'd be like a Aaron Jones, uh, AJ Dillon type of situation. Right. I mean, Colts were three and out way too much. I think the Bills would keep them. I, I think the the Bills are more than capable of getting eighty snaps a game. But, uh, I know. I know you've been trying to avoid the Claypool talk. I just want to bring it up because I got a uh, lot of things that lead you're, into. You're okay, bro. You're okay. I was gonna segue into it anyway. It's fine. That lead into uh, to the kind of what I was thinking about with Naeem Hines, and it leads into the Seahawks. But um, yeah, my opinion on it is. <laughs> Don't worry about it, bro. Keep going. Just ignore it, bro. Just... <laughs> uh, no, my opinion on it is, I think it was, I think it was a smart move. For the Steelers, I think the Steelers lost the season. Like the defense can be good. Um, they need some depth at certain positions. What gets me is that that cornerback trade. That just that one blows my mind. I know you said they needed some some help on the outside, but like I feel like with the the coaches that they have in that locker room, they could have went and found it in the in the draft. Um, so it's like you, you, you lost the season, like uh, go get some depth, uh, go get some, you know, players to help stack your defense, get some help on offense. Um, but I mean, you have George Pickens and you have, uh, uh, what's Deontay Johnson. Yep. Deontay so like, Johnson. And fire so, move. My boy, my boy, fire move. And f- yeah. So, I mean, you have you have the receiving help. So, go get some... So, go get the picks. Claypool, to me, my opinion on the Claypool thing is he is kind of... He's kind of still part of that roster where they were me, me, me. Uh, and, and just from a trickle-down, you had... You had Le'Veon Bell, who was about himself. Um, then you had Antonio Brown, who was about himself, which trickled down to Juju, yep. who was about himself, which then trickled down to Claypool, and we've seen he's about he's only about himself. And they need to correct they need to get that mentality out of the locker room because you can kind of already see it with Pickens, and they need to get that out of his head that like, look, we're a team. There may be days where you don't you don't touch the ball at all. If we're winning, then quit complaining. And I think well, I, I think, think in Pickens' case, it's like he he's he's complaining because we're he's losing. not getting the ball and they're losing. Exactly. So I can understand that. Whereas, so that 
so that mentality is like okay i can understand it but i i can like you can tell that even when they were you know having some success that claypool was the kind of guy that was going to start complaining if he didn't get the ball and it's like they have talent in many different places that can help the team um so it's like you just kind of have to get that out of the locker room um and so i mean i i personally think it was good going to get the picks uh help get some depth uh defensively because and then offensively getting some help there too and i mean i think they can take it to the next level and then i mean obviously making anybody but their defensive coordinator the defensive coordinator same with their offensive coordinator but <laughs> uh well i mean the, the defensive yeah. coordinator thing is just wild because they have literally a guy who's proven not only on one team but two teams so it's not it wasn't just some fluke where he was under one of the best coaches in the game no this man went and was the head coach on a different team and did the same thing, and you have him as some uh, advisor. Like that's just. I just, the... just hope that they 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 kind of gave him that position for this year, so that uh, he he didn't have this year on his record, because we started like the defense started out amazing, and then the second T.J. Watt goes down, everything looks questionable. The, the defense looks weird. Corners are getting beat. I mean, when you have the opposing wide receiver shaking his finger at you and your uh, your help safety in the end zone, bro, I that just also can't happen. Think, I'm also a firm believer that uh, offense can lead to defensive struggles. Because, 100%. That's, that's exactly uh, what's happening. When your when your offense can't move the ball, I mean, this is the biggest thing that I like in in college. Everybody, everybody always, or even when your offense can move the ball, this was the biggest thing that I hated about uh, Oklahoma was they always had a high powered offense who would score in under a minute, and then their defense is right back out on the field having to make a stop against another high powered offense. And it's like, bro. If your offense is playing 10 minutes and your defense is playing 40 minutes, like, yeah, they're going to be tired and they're going to make mistakes. And the same thing when your offense can't move the ball. If your offense gets a three and out, defense is back on the field. Like, they just barely got to rest. Um, and I think that's also a big factor with the Steelers this season is people expected maybe Mitch to have a jump like a you know change the scenery i mean even even myself i thought okay this might be good for him um and it would help that offense and i mean pickett hasn't really been much better um but i mean they also need some help their running back hasn't been great i mean is there, i mean that means i'm sure their offensive line isn't hasn't been great no uh, not at all not even close the only only bright spot on their team is their receivers, I would say, because I mean Pickens gets open. Uh, I don't, I haven't watched Johnson, enough to know about Johnson. Johnson gets but... open. He just he has a lot of problems with. He got very very hard hands, so he drops a lot. 
and instead of letting plays go away, or like they 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 were trying to make plays in Claypool, I believe did it twice. I, I've seen him do it twice already this year. He might have did it more times. They try to go get uh, passes in unpredictable situations, end up tipping the ball, and it leads to an interception. Happened so many times this year. It, it's ridiculous. A lot of drop passes leading to interceptions from our wide receiver core. I mean, granted, Pickens haven't done it yet. Not that I know of. Uh, Deontay Johnson has happened a couple of times. Khalid Bull's happened a couple of times. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, um, but I mean, I think, I think with some line hope and then just getting some depth on defense, uh, Steelers can take it to the next level. And I mean, if Kenny Pickett's the future, then, you know, we'll kind of see, I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of for him to like for them to struggle in the first year yeah. um i mean I they, think, the great ones usually do yeah i mean I, I personally would rather you struggle and then have a second year jump unfortunately just in sports in general nobody wants that that weight like it's it's wild to me because i mean there's never been a somebody who can come in and dominate right away and other than like Mahomes did it uh Lamar but I mean Jackson. even Lamar Jackson did but even then personally there's always room for growth personally I think I think Lamar Jackson came into a good situation same thing for Mahomes Mahomes capitalized on it a little bit and you know kind of made that jump of like okay well, this team was a playoff caliber team, but I'm going to take it to the next level and added that little oomph to get them to that next level. Um, whereas Lamar kind of came into a good situation. He used his speed and his running ability to kind of throw the league up like on their head. Um, but even then, I mean, it's they're in the same boat they were in when they had Flacco. So it's like, it's like, eh. I mean, Even then, you're not seeing, I mean, you're seeing him be a dominant player, yes. But I'm talking about people want these guys to be, like, you hear about, you hear it about, uh, you hear people try to discredit um, Josh Allen all the time. Oh, well, he hasn't taken his team to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. But he's also one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, regardless of if he can, if they've been to a Super Bowl or not. Like, he give me so many flashes of Ben Roethlisberger too. Like a young Ben, that running refrigerator Ben Roethlisberger, but faster. It's kind of, I don't know. I get I, the Bills got a lot going for them nowadays. I'm not gonna lie. Before we continue on with the rest of the players traded, because there are a couple like big, um big ones obviously i want to talk about the bears uh i just destroying their roster but um <laughs> i did want to talk about before we move on from the steelers well it's kind of moving on from the steelers but what i was saying about the claypool trade is um 
you got to kind of, I think teams are finally realizing that you, these like mentalities of players that are like me, me, me is kind of, kind of hurting the team. Uh, I think you see it in the biggest, the biggest one that I've seen is the, the Seahawks. Um, everybody has been pointing out lately the Seahawks and how good they're doing. And I mean, yeah, Gino's playing, you know, pretty good, but I mean, their defense didn't just change overnight. Their defense has been playing, you know, all right. Their offense has been playing all right. They, like these weren't these aren't things that just changed overnight. And Gino's, I'm not, I don't think Gino's necessarily, you know, the key factor to making them be the team that they are. He is putting, um, he he is dropping his nuts though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Gino's playing out of his mind compared to you know what we've seen, but. Like, there's a video of uh, DK Metcalf uh, running a corner route in the end zone and, like, running the route to its fullest, looking back like the ball's coming to him. Meanwhile, he knows it's a running play the entire time, and Kenneth Walker walks into the end zone practically. And it's like, there's just selfish play. There's just, yeah, like, selflessness plays like that where it's like these guys don't, like DK's not there to to uh um get, like yeah he could he could probably jump ball that and get the touchdown but okay why not just let your your teammates you know walk in the end zone if you can help do that like and it's like I think I mean me personally that's why I was never a fan of uh the Seahawks when they were dominant like the Legion of Boom era is cuz I just always got that feeling that yeah, like they had that whole Legion of Boom mentality, like where it seemed like they were one group, and like you know they still all you you'll see them all on podcasts and stuff. But like you could just kind of tell that it was Legion of Boom, but each individual person was just trying to basically hit harder than the guy, the other guy on their team, and like it's so more of like a collision of or a, a coalition of booms. Right, yeah, and it is like, it's like, yeah, everybody's trying to one up the next guy, and it's like, and it and it worked, but until it didn't work, kind of thing. Like, you know, once once they started losing, like when they were winning, it's like, oh yeah, we're one, we're one unit, and then one player's mentality, you know, I think, well, the player's mentality kind of got ruined by the, the, uh, the coaching decisions in the Super Bowl, which they've talked about, but also. Russell Wilson, I mean, you see them, I, you know, people always said, like, uh, or I heard Marshawn Lynch talk about how he rides for uh, Russ now that he's not on the Seahawks, but he ain't going to call somebody that he has to talk to an assistant or, like, <laughs> or some something along those lines where it's, like, yeah. if you try to get in touch with your, like, friend or somebody you think is your friend, you got to go through <laughs> their agent, <laughs> like... <laughs> Wow. Set up, set up an appointment. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I said before the podcast started, this man's literally an NPC. Like, <laughs> just high knees on the on the plane while his teams are, teammates are sleeping. Like, all right, hey, look, you said it, not me. That man, dangerous. No, 
That man is, <laughs> yeah, dangerous to every team he's on. <laughs> yeah, because like even when just going back to your point about DK, if you look at it last year, he's not blocking anything that's not coming to his side. Literally, this the only time he ever made a a, a selfless play was when he can be in it some way somehow. So well, I mean, you know, like even the play with Buddha Baker. He completely gave up on that until he seen that he can get an opportunity to chase him down and stop a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, regardless of what people want to think about, you know, because it's always locker room. Oh, he's a he's a cancer in the locker room. Russ can be the nicest guy in the locker room. He could be your friend in the locker room. He could be all of this. But like you said, DK, you know, wasn't putting in, putting in his all probably for that team like he is this year. So what happens is when you're on the team and you've got a guy like Russell Wilson, who we already can confirm that it's basically like you have to contact him through uh, his agent because yep. he's so much of a celebrity. Yep. Monday through Friday. Don't get it wrong. Monday through Friday. Cause his agents do not work on Saturdays. Right. So like now as a teammate, like, okay, I'm only seeing you at the facility because I ain't calling you. I'm not calling your agent to say, hey, Russ, you want to come out with us tonight? Hey, you want to go to dinner with us? So, like, you lose out on those team, those bonding-like relationships where it's like, you know, I, I want to ride for this guy. Like, I want to I wanna make sure that, you know, my boy's good. Like, when we get in that game, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that he looks good, I look good, the team looks good. But if you can't even have a relationship with him outside of the facility, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's my job to come in and, you know, play football. But, like, at the same time, I'm getting my paycheck regardless of what, <laughs> like, what happens. So, it's like... Could you imagine, could you imagine Russ breaking down a huddle from FaceTime? <laughs> While his assistant's holding the phone in the middle of the huddle. <laughs> oh man! Like yeah, there's just there's just yeah. I mean, and I think I mean I honestly genuinely think that's the biggest reason that uh, the Seahawks are in. And and truthfully, not to not to always bring up the Patriots, but the whole discussion on Mac over. Uh, over Bailey, the reason that I fell in love with Bailey so much is because he brought that more of like a personable, like mentality and like the team played better around him. Like it seemed like when Bailey started, is like there was this, like this and like lighter, lighter that you know sparked everything. The defense was playing. Like they were elite. Uh, the offense was playing like they were elite. Like it was just like all three phases of football. And then you get back to Mac Jones, and it's like the offense can't move the ball. The the defense can't stop anything because the offense can't move the ball. Like that's what I tried to get everybody to understand is like people tried to like this. Uh, the game where 
the last week's game where they started Mac and then ended up putting Bailey in. Uh, or no. They, that was, they played a game that was after two that. Weeks, two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, because the, they lost the, the game after that where Mac Jones was the starter, and I said they would lose, and somebody's like, oh, well. And I was like, it's because of Mac. And they're like, not just because of Mac. And I'm like, well, realistically it is because Mac literally could not do anything offensively. And that doesn't help your defense. When your defense is always having to come back out on the field, the game is going to look sloppier. Like, um, so it's like, and that's, that's just, that was my thing. Like, I just see that spark of like, Zappy and the team and like you know you had guys around him like hey man you got this like kind of built that that team team bond that a lot of these teams lack and I mean that's why I always worried about uh the Chiefs honestly because you had the Chiefs like or I saw what happened with the, the Seahawks and when they lost that team relationship just kind of shattered. Like, you know, the Legion of Boom fell apart, started falling apart. Then you just kind of never saw the Seahawks come back to being as dominant as they were. That's what I was worried about with the Chiefs is like everybody was, you know, hyping them up to be this, the next dynasty. I'm like, y'all got to be careful because they just paid their quarterback hundreds of millions of dollars. And when the team is just making the playoffs again guys are going to guys are going to tap out when they're not you know winning a championship constantly they're going to tap out and you even saw that when with Brady guy people go play with Brady because he was always winning a championship it's like our best chance is to win a championship even if they hated Bill Belichick it's like well this is my best chance to win a championship. Like, uh, you know, I think I can handle Bill for a, for a year. I mean, that's what Re- Revis hated Bill Belichick. He said it in an, an interview. Mm-hmm. But he stuck it out and played out of his mind because he wanted that championship. So it's like, if you don't have that team chemistry and, like, the will and want to to play for the guy next to you, it doesn't matter how much talent you have on that team. It's... It's not gonna uh championships aren't gonna happen. Yeah, no, that's a fact though. I mean wait, just real quick, was there anybody else that you wanted to touch on or any teams that you wanted to uh talk about uh yeah. with the trade deadline? Yeah, the Bears. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go go ahead. Uh honestly, I-, I told you this in text. I just don't understand what's going on with the Bears because um, you know, ever there was talks that Roquan would get traded. So then when it happened, I was like, okay, makes sense. Um and then not Roquan, sorry, Robert uh, Quinn. Quinn, Quinn, yep. Yeah, yeah. When that one happened, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Then turn around and they trade Roquan. I'm like, hang on now. I was like, they like that. That's quite literally why the Bears were even in conversation. Both this of them like, were. 
literally both of the second they got rid of uh uh Quinn, that defense fell apart. I mean, the the Cowboys, they had no threat defensively. Cowboys walked all over them. I think that was the highest the Cowboys scored this year. Right, like I mean, it, and so I'm like, I'm like, what is, what are they doing? So I'm like, okay, they're in a they're in a rebuild, and then they bring in Claypool, who is he not on the last year of his contract? I he I know he was this year, so I don't know if they picked him up and gave him the extension or I I don't know the terms of the new contract. So it's like. I'm. I. I feel like he's on the end of his rookie contract type of thing. I mean, he definitely next is. Year, this is the last next year. year would have. Yeah. So, so he would have been going in a free agency. So it's like you took a player who you're gonna have to spend money on, especially if he comes in and does well, instead of just going into a rebuild, or not even necessarily a rebuild, but like you just traded your defensive players, which. Uh, Smith, Roquan was on his final year of his contract. So, I mean, he was going to have to get paid. But it's just like the uh, the Bears are kind of like the Lions, like you were talking about. Like, just get rid of the team, bro. Because Good old Flint water, yes, sir. It's the, it's the same as uh, like they when they got rid of um, bro, why can't I think of his name now? Who is their, like, he's literally the best defensive player in the league, and they traded him. Who? Uh, the Bears. Um, a couple years back. Oh, oh um, uh, uh, Mac, Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil Mack. They literally, like, get rid of Khalil Mack, and then you're like, what the heck? Like, he's the foundation of your defense. You should be building around that. Now you have two, like, guys who are literally making your defense – even like be a part of the conversation and you get rid of them both and then go and get Claypool. Like if, what is it like? I don't know. Are people, I, I guess are people forgetting that, that you got to play defense too. Offense <laughs> wins. I, I don't know. I don't know what they got going on. It's a lot of teams are making a lot of questionable decisions. And it's at this point, it's above my pay grade. All I can do is judge them from a distance. Yeah, I, yeah, that was the only other one I think um, that I was just confused by. I mean, the Bradley Chubb one. I mean, the I, I don't know what the Broncos got going on either. Uh, People they, are running from Russ. Oh yeah, I mean, they I'm, almost I'm got sure. rid of. Uh, Judy, that was taking phone calls for Judy. I'm surprised he didn't go. Yeah, so um, everybody else kind of kind of was already like on the roster bubble, or like they were they weren't necessarily used properly. So it doesn't really. Um, although we I know we talked about nine mines getting traded, but the swap for Zach Moss. Is a little confusing for me, like on the Colts end. I guess yeah. they were just kind of like, eh, let's maybe just to swap a scenery for backups. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't do know, them man. wonder. <laughs> but everybody else was kind of uh, 
I'm going to say expected, but just kind of like, uh, yeah, you kind of, uh, you could pretty much see it coming. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. blockbuster. Like I don't think anybody saw Roquan Smith getting traded. Like there were talks of Quinn, but it, when they, when I saw Roquan come across the, the screen, I was like, hang on now. What? What? So, so Same for Claypool. Man. Like, I mean, Claypool, in a sense, like, I think it's a good thing. But I, if you told me going into the dra- trade deadline that they were going to trade him or that they were even t- conversations, I was like, no, no, you're lying. Like, uh, but I mean, I'm honestly surprised that, like, teams that didn't trade players away, um, like, I've I've kind of started. I, I don't know if it could just be like me reading into it too much, but like Damian Harris was tr- tweeting or retweeting some like crazy like it. It seemed like it was lyrics to a song, but like they were talking about like they got we're supposed to be on the same team, like and now you're acting different or something. I don't, I don't know. It was like it's almost like he's kind of like because you know he kind of lost his job after his injury. He hasn't really been put back into the starting role. Uh, Stevenson's been taking a lot of the carries, so it's like, is he kind of feeling like, okay, I'm being pushed out? So I was like, maybe, maybe he's kind of like made it known that he wanted to be gone. And then, uh, Trent Brown, our offensive tackle, he like tweeted out next chapter. That's all it said. And I'm like, oh, so this morning I was, I was refreshing Twitter, like, hold on, bro. Uh, he's he's had some penalties, but we can't we can't afford to lose that man. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't read too too much into it. I mean, I think, granted, nobody really had to make trades, um, and those who did, you know, they did. So, I, it's just it's just a weird deadline. Literally, everybody could have just held, and it wouldn't have made a difference at all. It seemed like a, a lot of unnecessary moves happened today, but yeah, at the end like, of the day, it is what it is. I don't see any of the trades being like team changing trades. If that makes I sense, I mean Bradley Chubb's might, but yeah, it's, outside it's of the that, Dolphins, I mean, like yeah, um, maybe that DB to the to the uh, Chiefs. Because that, I mean, their defense needs to help. Yeah, true. Also, but, I mean, Naheem Himes to the to the Bills, but not because, like we said, with Singletary, that that yeah. thing really makes. Uh, it's I don't like know. they got a safety the, uh, out of it. The they were talking about the the reason they traded Bradley Chubb is because uh, my boy Nick Bonito from Oklahoma popped off. They they put him in. This past game, and he had like a, a forced fumble, a sack, a pass breakup. Like he was going crazy. So that's good to see. The, uh, the old Micah Parsons, Jalen Smith. But <clears throat> that brings me into my segue, though, right? So, mm-hmm. um, looking at the power rankings, right? I want you to 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 give me like your deserves, not deserves, and who would you put? In that spot, right? So, looking at the power rankings, they got Bills number one, 
they have Eagles number two, Kansas number three, Dallas number four, San Francisco number five, Baltimore number six, Minnesota number seven, Tennessee number eight, Seahawks number nine, and Cincinnati ten. So um, Miami miss. Okay. <laughs> Miami. Right, so yeah. First off, don't ever disrespect the Eagles like that and put them second, bro. You can't <laughs> like how and, and no no year, bro. Would you put if if the Bills were undefeated, if Patrick Mahomes was undefeated, never would you put them at number two. That's like, a fact. That's wild to me. Uh, also, didn't the Chiefs beat the Bills? Mm, no, not wait. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's the first game of the season, correct? Uh, when uh, I believe Travis Kelsey popped off. It was either that or the the Bills gave the Chiefs their first loss. Yes, the Bills won by four. Okay, so okay, never mind then. I was going to say it, it didn't make sense to have the the Chiefs underneath the the Bills, but nope, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, Eagles at one. That's like, bro, that's just disrespectful. You'd put them out at, at, uh, I mean, granted, their, their schedule hasn't been tough, but they did beat the Cowboys, who have one of the better defenses. So it's like, and I mean, are one of the top teams too. Don't get it like, don't get it twisted. Like one of the only losses the the Cowboys have are from the Eagles. So it's like, no, put them where they deserve to be. See, uh, but like, see the, where where I feel the disrespect are the teams that are out and the teams that are in. Right, only a couple of them. The the Dallas Cowboys, I don't think should be in. San Francisco just turned the tide, so it's too early. And they got them at five, right? So Dallas is above San Francisco, Baltimore, Minnesota. How would I don't understand how Dallas is over Minnesota right now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this, these are wild. I was I was just going down the list. Um because yeah, the Bills obviously they need to be probably two. The the Vikings definitely need to be three. Uh, I mean, they've been playing out of their mind. The the Chiefs, I would keep them at four, just because or four or five behind. It's like a tie between them and the Cowboys. I think with the addition of uh, Tony, mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs might might be a somebody to worry about because I think he has a lot of potential. Just was in the wrong system. Mm-hmm. Um. So if he can catch on quick, they might be scary. Yeah, San Francisco, they're only putting them at at five because of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> and I'm just letting you know this now. I, you know, I, for some reason I have this weird, like, dislike for him. Because everybody hyped <laughs> that noticed. man up. I've noticed. Everybody hypes that man up, and, but nobody ever gives credit to the true king. The true king is that boy in, in Tennessee. Now, as a... As a fan, I hate, I hate, uh, you talking Derek about Derrick Henry? Okay. Yeah. He is outside of, off the field. He's kind of a, he's kind of an asshole, but on the field, nobody can ever discredit what that man does. So that's why I'm like, 
because every year I draft, I draft uh, Derrick Henry first, and every year somebody goes, "Oh, Derrick Hunter with Derrick Henry again." I'm like, "Bro, this man does has that. That's the king. Like you can't, you can't disrespect him like that." I don't know. I feel like he's been pretty quiet this year, outside of what he did last game against um against the Texans, which is the Texans. And he's that, always he's always fairly quiet, but I mean he's also coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, I mean, true, it's, true. It's it's gonna be they ain't gonna ramp him up until like if they're winning, they're not gonna ramp him up until it's, it's time. Like that's just that's just how it is. Yeah. But I mean, McCaffrey's been quiet, and even that last game, he didn't really run for much. He he had a a passing touchdown, which was crazy. And that's why everybody was hyping him up. But, I mean, besides that, I don't know if he really provided the running game X factor that they, I, I don't know if they thought. I, I still think he did, though. Like, he's they're giving him big enough holes to where he could get yards. Because I'm pretty sure he he has to average over three yards right now, right? Um, oh, most definitely. Like, he's, he's getting in the yardage. Um Granted, there's there's times where he's getting stuck, but it's not more than what, like, what he's produced. So, like, let me see. Uh, they were also playing the Rams. I mean, yeah, but like, hmm. let's see, the, the Chiefs. They played the Chiefs. He had eight attempts for thirty-eight yards. He averaged four point eight yards a carry. Um. He had 18 attempts against the Rams. So, I mean, he finally got to learn the playbook. For 18 attempts for 94 yards, 5.2 average. So, I mean, it's, it's not bad. He's he's producing. And they don't I have to lean on uh, uh, Debo so much anymore. If he if he can put up more than 50 against the Saints, I'll be like, okay, he can still, he can still run the ball. That's fair. I'm going to hold you to that, too. But that's fair. <laughs> but... Like the first game against the Chiefs, who off defense isn't even. I mean, they they've been all right this season, but they're nothing. You ain't writing home about well, them about how how great they are. I wouldn't count I mean, yeah. the Chiefs though, because he was he he didn't even know the playbook yet. He literally but just even, got off the plane. Even against the Rams, bro. The Rams literally. That's another team where it's like, what are y'all doing? You guys had like the best defense in the league. Now it's like everybody's putting up. 30 on you. <laughs> I mean, they still got some players over there, though. I, I wouldn't say they, they, they washed up just yet. They they still got some suit players. It's just they, they can't seem to put it together after since they won that championship. It's almost like it went to their head, and now they can't yeah. bounce back. But continuing down the list, right? Mm-hmm. I but- don't – like, San Francisco 5, like, yeah, it's because of Christian McCaffrey hype. The Ravens at six don't really make sense to me um, because of those those uh, reverse. Um, I think it was like 20-point reverse wins. Like they gave up 20 in the fourth back-to-back-to-back games. I'm pretty sure it's all three of the games that they lost. Um, Minnesota sitting at seven behind the Ravens and the 49ers don't make sense to me. The Titans... They're five and two, but they beat up on the Texans, and they haven't shown too much outside of that. 
definitely not more than Miami. I I still have money on Miami over the Texans. The Seahawks, uh, I don't know. Geno is kind of balling out. G- yeah, Geno is kind of balling out. I know. But but Ty Ty Lawson isn't or Ty Lockett isn't looking like he's not looking like a pro bowler in my eyes. I don't see any fear coming from the side of Seattle as far as like playoff runs. And then the Cincinnati Bengals at 10. I will put the Giants over the Bengals. I'll, me personally, I will put the Giants over the Bengals and I'll put them over uh, the Seahawks. Well, one thing that is disrespectful, though, is the fact that they got the Raiders at 23. You think so? Yeah, bro. The, Ra- the Raiders should be 30th. Hmm, behind Chicago, the Commanders, definitely behind the Commanders, um, Broncos, Steelers, Colts, Panthers. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I because, can see that. Because the Raiders have beaten, who have they beaten? They've beaten, no, they didn't. Didn't they, they beat really, the Commanders? Uh, let me, let me see, let's see. Okay, they went to OT with the Cardinals, but the Cardinals weren't the same Cardinals that they're about to be. Uh, they've been—I mean, I, it's hard because like they've been close in some games. So the the one team they beat is the Broncos, who we know is trash, and they're beating the Texans. But the they Texans. did keep up with the—they did keep up with the Chiefs, and were lost by one point. But then they got. Shut out by the Saints, who are three and five. So it's like, bro, what is this team? What is this team? I mean, granted, granted, the Saints put the clamps on uh, Devontae Adams, bro. I mean, that man. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm undefeated in my fantasy league, and he's the reason I lost my fantasy, uh, my undefeated streak. I was heated. I mean, and that man it... got one point. This that kind of brings us back to our conversation at the beginning of the se- uh this beginning of the season when we're talking about how quarterbacks are trying to play with um their college teammates like college receivers, mm-hmm. just that one is just not working out. I don't know I where don't they go from there. I don't. I don't think it's the player's fault. I think it's coaching. I mean, and but I coaching go Houston, is, is it the boy? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's the boy. I said it from the jump. I don't get why anybody made that man a head coach. Like, do people not learn? Like, he, he didn't gain anything from, like, from the first time to now. There, there was nothing he could have gained. To, to make him a better head coach, in my opinion. Like, some people are just better at being a position coach, and that's fine. Like, not everybody needs to be a head coach. Look at, uh, who was the, uh, the Bucks defensive coordinator for, like, the longest time? Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Like, he, he was happy with being a, a defensive coordinator, and, like, he was one of the best to do it. Like, it's like, like you don't need to, to uh, 
to be a head coach, and not everybody deserves a head coach that position. Pay, that paycheck hit different, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. It, it, you know, hey, good on you, Josh McDaniels, for going and getting paid again. But from the standpoint of being an owner, a GM, uh, whatever, like, do they just not learn? Like, I, I, I feel like there are plenty of other coordinators that you could have given a shot as a head coach than the man who you already know failed at it. Like, <laughs> nah, give McDaniel's credit. That man is the biggest height. That, that man, that man pulled off the biggest heist. Oh, <laughs> one of no the biggest heists. I mean, it's, but see, oh yeah, yeah. He, he pulled off a heist because not only did he fail at his first time being a head coach, he got hired his second time and then went to his, his interview or his, his, uh, like, you know, where they introduced the new head coach and then was like, nah, never mind. Like, like he thought it was April Fool's or some, something like, well, what is this? And then somebody still decides to give this man a head coaching job. So it's like, yeah, he he robbed them. I think I want to say uh, like a player of personnel or something became the GM that was with the Patriots. So that might have been why. But yeah, it was it was a heist for sure. I mean, it wasn't a bigger heist than uh, Russell Wilson's. But yeah, I mean, so... But the last part of this, on my end, unless you had anything else to touch on, I want to. I want to know what kind of reckless stuff you say. Oh, I won't. I won't say anything reckless. This is <laughs> this is a straight up question for you, right? Mm-hmm. I need your your top ten power rankings. All right, top ten. So, Eagles why? at one, and why? Eagles at one because I mean, it's obvious they're undefeated. They. They had a test against one of the better, one of the best defenses in the league, in my opinion, uh, and beat them. We're still able to, you know, put up numbers. Um, so that 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 right there puts them there. Uh, two, I'm gonna say the Bills, just because. Um, honestly, I mean, they also proved that they can hang on with the best teams in the league. Uh, you know, I like, even if the Eagles lose next week, I still think the Eagles are like the best team in the league. I think everybody's going to have their, you know, because you're always going to have the teams that come out and play you hard because you're the, you're the best team in the league. And that's kind of how the bills are. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I expect the bills to get a couple losses. I mean, so that one loss, I mean, I can't remember who it was too, but it's still it still doesn't put enough factor on you know onto them to put them at anything lower. Uh, I I'm I want to go with the oh no 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 never mind you know the Minnesota lost, Vikings they lost to three. the Panthers by the way the Bills. Oof. I don't know. That's kind of rough. <laughs> Zero but, to 21. That's rough. Ah, gosh. 
Was this uh, after Baker? Oh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. no. My fault, my fault, my fault. I was looking at a preseason. Preseason. They lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Dolphins uh, to his comeback game. Okay. Well, quote-unquote comeback. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the game that... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the one they cheated in. Gotcha. Um, Anyways... Uh, Vikings at three, um, just because this is wild that they had put them at seven. Like, the Vikings defense is pretty good. Offense has been playing, you know, fairly well. Uh, you know, doing enough to keep them, you know, with only one loss. So it's like, how can you not, uh, how can you not put them above seven just in general? Where it gets tricky is after that. I hate to say it, but I I think I put Cowboys at four. Their defense is good. I mean, they showed that their offense is is pretty good because I mean they had a. I don't even know if I don't even know if he's a a rookie or what, but backup quarterback came in and played. And, you know, was able to put up numbers. Some of Cooper um, Rush. Yeah. Oh, that man is far from a rookie. I that's what I'm saying. Like I, I felt like it, I was like I don't think he's a rookie, but nah, he came uh, in. He came in for Dak last year, but even then, he yeah. was. He, I believe this. He's been in for a minute. Have you still on your So he was. I can't remember if this is his third. This might be his fifth year. But he's he's kind of just been riding along for a while. Until yeah. good old last year. But, so, I mean, he came in as a backup and still was able to carry them. Uh, I mean, with the help of the defense, obviously. Um, but, uh, I mean, Dak's back now, so it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to bump them really down past four or five. I would say I'm going to put them at four just because their defense. Um and I think offensively, um, Tony Pollard's been playing really well. And uh, they got way more factors offensively. Um, five is the Chiefs. Uh, that could move up or down, like I said, based on how they get uh, Tony involved. So we got five. Um, let's see. My six is probably the Seahawks. I just think the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks defense is playing good and offensively they're playing pretty well. So uh I mean obviously they got three hiccups, but hey, uh all that really matters is playoffs and the championship, so they keep keep playing, you know, good enough. Uh it's, I mean, they're five and three. They can keep on winning and keep themselves in the conversation. They have, we know they have talent on offense. Uh, Kenneth Walker has been going crazy. DK Metcalf never really stopped going crazy. Um, so I think, I just think talent wise, offense in their defense, they have that rookie corner, maybe second year corner. I want to say he's a rookie, but I know he was getting a lot of hype from, uh, 
Pete Carroll, and that's one of those things where he's a defensive-minded coach. Like getting hype as a defensive player from him means that you're you're doing something right. So, um, I think they got the pieces. Um, let's see, what's on six? I'm say seven's probably the Ravens. Um, especially with the addition of Roquan, that's gonna help. Uh, boost up that uh. Boost up that defense, who's kind of been struggling a little bit. Um, but with Roquan being able to put pressure on the quarterback and stuff, that's that's going to give the the guys on the back end, like Marlon Humphrey, uh, time to you know you know it's going to make them play better because I mean, like you said, when when you got somebody that's able to put pressure on the quarterback, making him have to get out of his reads or make his throws before he wants to. I mean that those are all factors that help those guys in the back the back end. So I think that uh, that's that I lost track. But yeah, they're at six, right? Or no seven. That's seven. seven My seven. bad. Yeah, so seven. Um I think Dolphins at eight. Even though they're technically have a worse record than the Giants, I think you have to put Dolphins at eight because when uh, when uh, two is healthy, that's a different team. Like, and then they also added Bradley Chubb. Like, that's that's definitely gonna help help uh, help them tremendously. So, I think that's at eight. Nine. I honestly don't even know if I want to put. Uh, well, I, I gotta put the Giants at nine, because I mean I was gonna say uh, with the loss of Tony, but I mean he really wasn't doing that much for them. Uh, and it kind of looks like they had. Um. Kind of looks like they had a little slow week this week, but I think they bounced back. Um, so I put them at nine just because of the sheer fact that they've kind of been a surprise team. Saquon Barkley's been playing really well, but he's also kind of slowed down by the Seahawks defense. So it's like maybe they weren't necessarily playing a defense that was uh, – Maybe they just hadn't been playing def- like any good defenses, and that's why he was looking as good as he were- was, especially the team. But I still think they-, they go to nine. And then for my tenth spot, uh... hmm. I really don't know. I don't think... I don't think the Bengals are the tenth spot, not especially with the loss of Jamar. Like that, you might as well count them out. Uh, that leaves and I could say the Patriots, but no, I don't think so. Well, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. 
I guess I'm gonna go with the Patriots at ten. Honestly, I don't think you can put the. I don't know who you could put above them. <laughs> because San Francisco, I mean, they might be trending up. Like they're gonna, they're they're gonna have two good games. Like I, I'm already calling this right now. They're gonna have two good games, and then I almost would be willing to bet that the Saints make them look like the worst team in the division. Uh, maybe, maybe, I like I'll, I'll predict the game, maybe ten to three, and maybe in the in the favor of this the Forty ers uh, I don't know if the the Saints can score any points <laughs> against the Niners, but <clears throat> I think they're not going to let the 49ers score much or do much offensively. Uh, and like I said, the Bengals, I don't know how you could ever keep them at 10. I guess they moved down f- from the fifth spot, so that kind of makes yeah, sense. It's probably the only but, reason why, honestly. But, uh, I mean, I already put the Dolphins in. So I leave as the Patriots. The Jets, I mean, the Patriots just beat the Jets, so how could I put them above them? Uh, the Rams, I don't think they can be in conversation. Maybe the Chargers, but they're iffy. Um, if the Saints had any kind of offense, I would say the Saints because of their defense. But offensively, they haven't really, really been there. So really, I'm just putting the Patriots at 10 because. I don't really know who else I could put there. That makes sense, but also the the Patriots' offense isn't that uh de- that much of a desire to to see. So, <laughs> but I'm about to do something wild then, because actually, let me just let me go down let me go down the rankings first, though. So, I'm thinking me personally. Eagles number one. They're making showtimes out of every game that they had so far. I think there's only one time that they've been in in trouble, and it didn't last through the the first half. Like it, it was only in the first half, and even then, it didn't like the game didn't get out of hand, and it was a comeback season type of situation, right? So, Eagles number one, uh, Bills number two, because obvious reasons, especially with Hines. Uh, coming on the run game I mean defensively there's a lot of holes but the run game was the only hole that they had on uh, uh, offense and now they got more weapons to fill that um hmm. number three number three has to be Kansas City for me uh their offense is still well plus that new call of duty drop so and it's a good call of duty so you know the team chemistry is going to be on fire uh, I know Patrick Mahomes got put in the talks. Like Patrick Mahomes tweeted out to Juju, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Juju, Travis Kelsey, and I can't remember his name. It's a P- oh. PBS. Oh, uh, Scantling. Scantling. There we go. Yeah, they're already. They're already up in queues together right now. They're playing comp as we speak. Um, number four, definitely not Dallas. Um, I'm going. I'm going Minnesota. Number four. They show me way more than Dallas, 
they show me way more than San Francisco. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson's still doing his thing. I remember at the beginning of the season, uh, there was a caster that said that um, it said that Kirk Cousins might get MVP, and everybody laughed. And now Kirk Cousins is dogging teams. So number four will have to go to Minnesota. Number five, I'm kind of on the fence, right? Number five, I would go, I'd say Baltimore, number five, just because Lamar has shown that he can win those games. They're, they're kind of on the back end of it right now. Like they, they, they recovered and won their last game, but it was against, um, who was it against? It was, um, I can't remember. It was over the Buccaneers. That's right. So, I mean, winning against a, a brew or not a bruise Tom Brady, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's not all that impressive, but Lamar's shown plenty of times this season that he can win games. They just haven't. <laughs> He's getting 20-point leads, and the defense is throwing it away. I don't know how it happens, but it does. But I'm still sticking with Baltimore, number five. Um, number six, I would go, I want to say, actually, no, 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 no. I take that back. I take that back. I'm going Miami, number five, because... Miami's all the way back. Two is healthy. Um, um, Waddle's putting up numbers again. Uh, Tyreek is feeling comfortable again. They just got some more added on to their defense, right? They got Bradley Chubb going in on their defense now. Um, and they just got a new running back. So they got weapons all over the place now. So Miami number five. Ravens number six. Number seven, I'm going, I'd say Seattle's been more consistent out of Tennessee and Seattle. Um, and Geno's playing out of his mind. So I'm going, um, I'm going Seattle, number six. Tennessee, number seven. Just because Derrick Henry. Nothing more, nothing less. I didn't even get to see Malik Willis play. Uh, I mean, they played against the Texans. We'll see what happens when they get tested. But for now, I'll kind of put, I'll, I'll put them in that spot. Oh, was that my number? Yeah, my number seven spot. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Driven. At Miami number, uh, number five. I had Baltimore number six. Seattle, number seven. Yeah. So, Tennessee, my number eight spot. Nine. Uh, a nine, I would have to go the Giants. Actually, no, no, no. Let me flip those two. Number eight, I'm going to go the Giants. Nine, I'll go Tennessee. Because the Giants are playing out of their mind as well. And... Uh, what's that receiver's name? Um, I can't remember that. I mean, Daniel Jones is 
he's playing pretty consistent right now. Their defense is making it happen, and I, it's something about that new coach that is carrying the Giants right now. Uh, Slater, I think is his name. Slater or Slayton. But the the Giants, I was completely asleep on the Giants. I, I cared nothing for the Giants. I didn't even take timeouts to, to, to study the Giants roster. All I knew was Daniel Jones, and they're making it happen right now. Obviously, you know about Saquon. Saquon's back. Isn't their head coach Brian Dable? Um, I don't know. I know they have a new they have a new head coach right now. This is the yeah. third head coach in Brian three Dable. years. Yeah. So something about that new coach's energy that's carrying right now. So Giant... he's Alabama's offensive coordinator. Mm, that's why. And the Patriots' offensive coordinator. Mm. Hey, something about family, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> something about family. So, Giants 8, uh, Tennessee 9. I still got to see more from Tennessee. And the 10th spot. At first, I was going to say the Jets. But they look shaky against the Patriots. And you're really going to hear what I'm about to say. I'm putting the Browns at number 10. I'm 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 dead oh, set. I'm dead set on the Browns being number 10. Hear me out, though. Hear me out. <laughs> they just shut down Joe Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett playing out of his mind. Accuracy is better. Um, um, it looked like he he got a little bit loose, and he's starting to get his accuracy better on his on the deep balls. So everybody's looking good on the Browns right now. Literally everybody. Miles Garrett is a dog still. He's, he, I mean, the injuries had stalled him at first. That car crash had stalled him at first. He don't look bothered anymore. It was either like, you know, he got to keep that Halloween tradition going on. You know, he loves his Halloween. But he don't look phased at all right now. So the bit, uh, the Browns are scary. In their run game, I mean, Nick Chubb is a dog as always. That man couldn't be stopped. So with air game, you know, with the uh, 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 the aerial game popping off and the ground game popping off because we knew that they could run the ball, but now they could throw it. I'm throwing the, the Browns up there at number 10. Record to I'm, the side. Now that you explain it, I can kind of I can kind of agree with that. They they have been playing pretty good. They looked scary last night, man. I don't know. I mean, the Patriots did, still did embarrass them, but that's... I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, car crash, Miles Gary. You know what I mean? I mean how, long, how, come, how long can you use the car crash excuse for, man? Hey, I mean, whiplash so crazy. <laughs> I mean, Dolphins put their quarterback in right away. <laughs> that man was playing. That man was playing with his uh, uh nightgown. That man, the hospital. That gown. man got hit by three car crashes and still played. The what's that? <laughs> you ever see the meme with the goalie, uh, getting the concussions, ba- uh, concussions back to back, and they just keep putting them in the game. 
Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man, look, <laughs> my man Tua was sacrificed, but that's that's here or there. That's here or there. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the only the only team that would I would interchange in and out the top ten. I'm solid on the Browns being number ten. I'm not so solid on the Titans. I would I would interchange the Titans and the 49ers in a second. I just I'm keeping the Titans in there at number I think I put them at number nine. I'm keeping them in there at number nine off of record alone. But uh from this point on, I think that the 49ers got it. Christian McCaffrey, I think, is a perfect puzzle piece for that. Cause Devo was never supposed to be a running back. <laughs> Debo just happened to be a running back, but now they already know they could play with Debo in a running back position. They they know they could put him there, but now they don't have to. They they used to have to. They they were giving him more running back snaps than they were giving him snaps at wide receiver at the beginning of this year, but now you got a legitimate running back. You could throw Debo in wide out. Now you don't know who to watch. So. I, uh, the 49ers might happen for me ne- uh, next week. I'm not going to lie. 49ers always find a way to screw things up, though. They do. They do. So. But this is promising. <sighs> It'll keep uh, Garoppolo from trying to run out the pocket. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you run a play action with Debo... And Jimmy Garoppolo, things just aren't good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's. I mean, like I said, my my take will change after they uh, after they play the Saints, honestly, because I think that's their next time they play an actual defense. Um. So I mean. Heck, I mean, if they don't if they don't do anything against somebody that doesn't have a top two defense, I might be like, okay, you might have been hyping them up too quick, but no, I mean, I I think McCaffrey's elite. It's just sometimes it gets out of hand. How people be? I mean, damn, y'all be still having a some, tough time in Carolina. Some people take that man. Acting like they're his boyfriend or something. I mean, they, yeah, that definitely happens. I'm like, bro, calm down. He ain't. I mean, King Henry's the goat. Like yeah, that's that's the number one bat, no matter what. And they, some people try to hype up McCaffrey way too much. Yeah, look, that's, CMC, that's, CMC the, that's my thing. Is like he ain't got that's nothing my, to do with that. That's my thing. Is it's just the way too much hype. So somebody's gotta, somebody's gotta let him know he ain't all that. I mean, he enough. But, um, yeah. I my closing thing was, uh, how did Kareem Hunt not get traded? <laughs> like, that's what I just realized. That's I was reading something about Brandon Cooks basically saying like he didn't want to be in uh Houston no more. And then I was thinking about like all the players that like you expected to get traded like they i mean for the past week now they've been talking about be on the lookout for cream hunt to get traded to the deadline like you're telling me nobody wanted that man or he didn't or they didn't like what what hey chubs might need a breather 
Might need a breather from time to time, you know what I'm saying? I mean... Kareem Hunt's apparently the ultimate team guy, bro, because, I mean... At what point do you start throwing a fit? The point where they send you to the XFL? I mean... But he... He ain't going there. I mean, he's... I mean... He would have to go suck on another team before that happened. Yeah, that's... Because, I mean, he, he still has... That knowledge you crazy, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> ah, I, don't, I don't got nothing else to say, bro. Yeah, is... nah, I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like always, make sure you uh give us a like and follow on on all social media after game day. Um, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Um, I'm gonna get some content out on all of our social media this week. Uh, some funny clips and stuff, especially from uh, podcast two weeks ago. There were some funny parts in that, so um, if y'all would like that, uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, that's it for me. Yep. I mean, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, oh, make sure, make sure. I want to see, I want to see for our real ones out there under the comments. I want to see that. Unlimited. Let me <laughs> let me you know the likes and comments. I want them to be unlimited. Yeah, yes. leave it on the uh, leave it on the Facebook. We just, we don't we're we're gonna get this out on YouTube uh, video soon, but uh, I don't think there's comments on on uh, on a Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. So just leave leave them on a. We'll, we'll make a post. Uh, when we make this post, just come back to it when we share the link for the Spotify on Facebook and just leave the unlimited. (laughs) That's going to do it for us. So make sure y'all stay unlimited until (laughs) next time. Uh, we're unlimited. (laughs) Peace.